Hi. Hello. Yo. Hey. Hi, Cappy. Welcome to the Wandering Sun podcast. I am the Wandering Sun, Eddie Viatoro. And today I found myself wandering about leaps of faith. And so I decided to speak with three different people about the topic. First is Melanie Uribe, the incredible worship leader at my church, who a couple weeks ago left an administrative position at a very well known music studio in the area to pursue her passion in full time ministry. Second, It's Juan Carlos Santos Jr., the youth and young adults director at my church, who is an executive chef at a very prestigious restaurant here in Washington, D.C., and left right before the pandemic to pursue a career in real estate. Third is Kathy Griffune, another incredible leader at our church, who, along with her husband of 19 years, uh, leads multiple groups, teaching them how to cultivate a greater relationship with the Holy Spirit. She has a PhD in neuroscience, has three kids, speaks Hebrew. Her focus is on having a real relationship with God. So I'm just so excited because I just know that we'll be able to learn a lot from her. Uh, so three very different people with different career paths who took a leap of faith, not just trusting themselves or the plan at hand, but having faith that God would lead them and provide. So I truly hope these conversations bless you. I pray that Holy Spirit speaks to your heart. I hope you're encouraged. Enjoy. Hi. I'm going to be transparent with the people. This is the third time we do this. <laughs> I'm going to just keep it transparent. Yeah, do that. Because the devil is a liar. You know? Yes, he is. And and he, he tried to mess us up, but he, he's not going to take this message away. Actually, I'm going to keep my glasses on. He's not going to take this message away from people. So we're talking about taking leaps of faith. It was interesting because as I was thinking about this, uh, there was a post that you shared on, um, on your Instagram. And I just want to read it just so people can get some context. Um, and because it was very well put too. You said, here's something that the Lord shared with me recently. I hope this encourages you. Taking a leap of faith with me isn't a risk because you know me and I will always come through for you. The risk is not taking the leap at all. So take the leap. The truth is you'll never be ready, but he's qualifying you as you go. He's equipping you as you grow. So dare to dream, dare to soar, and don't let your comfort zone keep you from experiencing the fullness of God in your life. There's more and it's for you. Now, as you're writing this, This is not something you're just writing and mm -hmm. not living, right? Yeah. You are living this right now. So yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to just get some insight from you because you just did it. What was one thing that you were worried about as you were praying, as you were thinking, as you were hearing from your leaders about taking this leap? What was one thing that was just like, Ugh. I would say one of the biggest things that I was worried about or that I was fearful of was not being in control or just being in the unknown, right? Because yeah. I'm a planner. I, I'm the kind of person who will spend hours on end on the internet trying to find the perfect planner that can accommodate to my busy schedule, mm. that I can write everything, make it look cute, make it look nice so I know where I'm going. And, and I've got my day planned out to, you know, the minute, right? And so something that God has been showing me, not even just telling me about, but showing me in my own life is that Life with him is never going to be something linear that, you know, is 
relaxing and that's chill and predictable life with him will actually never be linear and it'll it'll never be predictable because Mm. he's just so wonderful he's just so big he's just so mysterious and there's always so much more of him to know right and so the biggest fear for me was yeah just getting over the fact that okay mel you're not going to be in control and your husband enzo he's not going to be in control because you guys are submitting to me now right that's what god is saying like you guys are submitting to me now and, and i'm the one who has your days written before you even live one of them right with psalm 139 so uh so yeah overcoming that and we have <laughs> yeah but it's still a journey right it's still a journey of saying no to that fear that comes up when it wants to hmm. mm-hmm. so now you're you're on the you're on that other side you yeah. took the jump you said uh uh I'm I'm leaving. Um, now, now, give us give us a, a a quick insight into what you were leaving from. Okay, sure. So, no, no, I don't mind at all. So it's it's going to be kind of a lot, but I want to share this to kind of give you guys a feel. Uh, so, in 2018, I had already been working for about two years, and I was working at a bakery. And from January of that year up until September, because I decided, okay, not the Lord didn't tell me, but I decided, okay, maybe I could do this full-time ministry thing. You know what I'm saying? I know that I'm called for it. I definitely yeah. know that I'm called for it, right? Yep. Um, and, and yeah, Enzo and I had just become a part of this community of guest worshipers. It's basically a, it's a company where uh, a bunch of musicians and worship leaders from the DMV are gathered to help out those churches that maybe don't have a worship team or who are just starting. And so they hire us to go lead worship for them. And so it was a good deal, you know? And I was like, yeah, you know, maybe I should try this out. Maybe, maybe this is it, you know? And uh, God is so gracious and he's so wonderful because uh, he was providing in every way, you know? Uh, But then it just came a certain point where I was getting stressed out because I just didn't have enough. Right. And I remember I had called up one of my girlfriends and I was crying on the phone with her, like freaking out, all stressed out. Like, what am I going to do? I don't have any money. I'm not going to ask Enzo for money because we weren't even engaged at the time, right? <laughs> okay. And so I'm like, can't ask him for money. Um, I can't ask my parents for money again after working for so long and making my own money. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. was just a really uncomfortable situation. And I kid you not, five minutes after that phone call, I get another phone call from uh, the studio that's a, a very known studio here in the area. And um, I actually went to school there and they called me and I said, Hey Mel, we got this administrative job opening up here at the studio. Um, and we couldn't think of anybody else to do this job, but you, so come in tomorrow, bring your resume and do all this stuff. And so I was like, Whoa, God, like you're so awesome. You yeah. provided this job for me out of nowhere. And that's kind of how it's been my whole life, actually. Like things just fall into my lap. Right. Mm. Um, because and I think it's so beautiful, not because like my life's been easy, because it definitely has not. Right. But it just gives you a glimpse at the kind of father that he is. He longs to provide and he longs to do this stuff. So anyway, fast forward, I'm already working and uh, things started to get real stressful because it just wasn't what I wanted to do. And one of the things that I was fighting with a lot was, is my attitude towards this job, like dishonoring to God? Because like, he gave me this job, but I really don't like it. You know, it's providing, right. which I'm so thankful for. But then God started to speak to my heart. Um, and he said, you can be grateful with what you have while still wanting more. Right. Hmm. And so me longing for more in that moment was not me dishonoring the fact that he gave me that job. Right. And I remember hmm. I would have so many conversations with Pastor Greg, right? Our pastor. 
because I'd be stressed out and I'd be like, Pastor, I'm, I'm stressed out at work. Like, I don't know what to do. I like, I just, I don't like it there anymore. I want to be doing this full time. And he'd be saying, and it would bug me. It would frustrate me every time. He would say, what's the Holy Spirit teaching you? And I'd be like, I feel, I feel like he's taught me everything that I need to know already, you know? Yeah. And it was stressing me out. Um, and, and then, yeah, fast forward, it was just, you know, a lot of um, going to work and, and still wanting to do ministry, even just outside of worship too, because um, the Lord's been maturing me a lot and teaching me about, you know, uh, just really falling in love with serving his people, whether that's through worship or personal ministry, praying for people, teaching and all this stuff. So um, I was doing that on the low, right? As I was working. Then fast forward to this year, Enzo and I got sick. I didn't go to work for a whole entire month. Um, I didn't get paid for that. And Enzo, of course, is a freelancer, so he depends on churches and uh, other things going on, you know, for him to do his audiovisual stuff, and that's how he would get paid. Yeah. Um. So during that time, it was kind of it was kind of crazy because there was no way that we could even work to get money outside of like you know my job and stuff. And so it was awesome to see the way that the Lord would use our friends. He would use pastors that we've known for years now. They just call us up and be like, Hey, what are you guys doing? And they'll say like, Hey, are you guys feeling better today? And then as soon as we'd hang up $150 in our bank account from pastors that just love us and know what we do and just we're honoring. And I was like, that is, you don't make this stuff up. Right. And, and so we just saw the hand of God through that. And then the first day that I was back, at work after that, you know, whole month of being quarantined. Um, I don't know. There was just an ease when I went back to work. Like there was a mutual agreement. Like they knew because I wasn't shy about Jesus. I was always preaching at work. I was always uh, encouraging people or taking my breaks to do these Zoom calls that, yeah. you know, to minister to women. And so they all knew exactly what I was up to. And it was kind of like just this mutual agreement where I was released. And the way I knew that it was the Lord um, and not like, you know, two years ago where I was like, I'm just going to try to, you know, do full-time ministry. The way I knew that it was the Lord, it was because there was an ease all around. Um, mm. My husband Enzo is a very wise man. And he would always tell me when I'd come home frustrated, I would just be like, you know, I want to quit. And he'd say, well, you can't quit because we need a stable income. You know, yeah. we newlyweds, we got a whole bunch of expenses, right? Because we like to live. <laughs> and so just all of these different things. And I remember uh, I had called him and I told him, hey, like, you know, I've been, I've been released or I'm, I'm leaving. And he was just like, OK, babe, that's fine. And I was like, that's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> what you mean? Flip a table or something. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? That's fine. And he was just like, yeah, babe, like now, now it's time to see what God's going to do. Wow. And and I was like, OK, well, you know, God is a provider. He loves to provide. And he's been showing us, you know, even when we were sick and yeah. it, like, again, we didn't, I didn't go to work for that whole month. And then the one day I come back, it was already like, it was, it all came to like a smooth finish, you know? Mm. So God uses everything for the good of those who love him. Amen. 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 So, yeah. And, and so, look, yeah. you, um, I don't, I don't even know how quick it happened, but as soon as you made that decision, you started traveling. Yeah, no, bro, the week after. Boom. The week like, after. To go worship, you had and it and it's all in your in your YouTube channel too. People can can yeah. you know what I'm saying? We're gonna have the links everywhere. Um <laughs> but 
you see that as soon as you are released, like we can see as viewers from from what you're letting us in, that things just started yeah. to move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now, obviously, again, you're on the other side. Things are happening. Um, it doesn't mean that everything is perfect, but things, you oh, know, no. things are moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what is one advice that uh, or a piece of wisdom that you can share with people who are potentially thinking to do the same thing? I want to leave my job, or you know, I, I feel God is calling me to do this. What is yeah. your piece of advice um, to make them think, to make them, you know? See if this is the right move for them. Yeah. Um, So I would say what God has been telling us since the beginning, Jesus told his disciples, his disciples told other people, God told his people, which is don't be afraid, right? Isaiah 41, 10, he tells Israel, he says, don't be afraid. You know, don't be dismayed. I am your God. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to uphold you with my hand. Right. Uh, Paul tells the church of Philippi, right. Philippians four, six to seven. He says, don't be fearful about anything. Don't be anxious. Instead in every situation, right. Be prayerful, bring your requests to the Lord. Right. Um, Fear is going to be one of the biggest stumbling blocks in every situation, in every area of life, because fear is void of the love of God, Wow! right? Um, When you fear, it's because it has to do with judgment. It has to do with punishment. It means that you're you're just, you feel separated, right? But God is love um, and he longs to perfect us in his love. So I would say, I would encourage you, man, don't be afraid about anything. Um, If it does come knocking at your door, right? We've talked about it countless times. John 10, 10, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? He's roaring around like a lion seeking whom to devour. This is a constant thing, right? Fear is going to come knocking on 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 the door of your heart every single day, but you have the authority to reject it and to pursue God's voice above all else, right? Because the truth is, no matter what, the future that God has planned for you through his will, through his perfect purpose for your life is going to be better than anything that you can dream up yourself. So I would say just let go of fear. Um, allow the peace of God to flood your heart and dare to dream. Cause I know that this is real long, but look, no, if your on. dream is, if your dream is real small, uh, it has to do with fear. It has to do with self-preservation. It has to do with control, Right. Um, if your if your dream is so small, you don't need God to reach it. But if you've got these crazy dreams where people look at you and they're just like, "You're never going to do that," or "That's going to be really hard to do," or "You just left your job to pursue Jesus like that, and you're never going to accomplish these dreams now because you ain't got no money coming in." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when your dreams are big like that, you know that you need God to fulfill them, and you mm. know that God put them in your heart. So uh, don't be afraid because God is with you. He's your God. And he'll hold you up. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yo. Bro, thank you for coming on. I just want to know, man, uh, as far as this topic, I-, I would love for you to share what was one concern that you had when making the decision or as you were as you were thinking about it, as you were praying on it. What was the concern, one one of the concerns that you had? Uh, about taking this leap and leaving your job? Ooh, um, the concern, here's the concern. What God was calling me into was so big, I knew I couldn't do it on my own Hmm. or out of my own. So it was, I already had the understanding, this is going to be God. This isn't going to be me. So my biggest 
obstacle wasn't my faith in God because I knew he could do it, right? Because I knew I couldn't, automatic. Mine was, will my character be able to to persevere until the promise? And what that is, is I know God has something for me. I know he's going to come through. Now, how much am I going to whine? How much am I going to complain? How much am I going to try to do my own thing until I receive it? That was my concern, mm. right? Um, getting in your because, own way. Yeah, getting in my own way. Like if God said he, he could do it, he wants to do it, he wants to provide it. My faith is like, yes. But then on the other side, it's like, how much do I trust you, God? Like how much, how much, like, you know what I'm saying? I know you could do it, but can my character sustain it? Um, so I think that was the biggest obstacle um, that I had that this leap really helped me grow because I think that's what it challenged me more than anything was, was my character. Can I believe him and not complain? Can I believe him and not worry? Can I believe him and, and not live from a, a fear mentality or a, a poor mentality where right. like, I don't know if this could work out. So, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna eat out no more. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy like leisurely things. I'm not gonna, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it, it's ramen noodles <laughs> and, and rice and beans because right. But that's, you know, and so for me, it was just that it was like, it was coming to a place where God, if you said you could do it, yeah. then why do I now have, why do I feel like I have to limit myself to help you do it? So how did you, so how did you get over that now? I mean, cause did you get over that before you took, like, were you sure of yourself before you took the jump or that just came as you went, like you went for it and then you re- you know, and then you realize like, Oh, okay. Oh yeah, no. Right the, the way yeah, no. The way faith works is you have to do it and then you learn. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a, yeah yeah. You don't you like like it's not faith if you if you have all the answers. That's you it. Be, if if you already know how you're gonna get there, that's not faith. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like faith doesn't see yet hopes, right? That's the substance of faith. It's not seeing, not knowing, and so faith enables you to take the leap, and then hope gets you there. I didn't I didn't make income for five months. I didn't make not a dollar for five months. And I remember one of the breaking points, right? One of the the shaky moments was really clear. It was like, I think it was like two months in, two or three months in. Didn't make any sales. Didn't seem like I was going to make any sales. And so I had, I was like, all right, you know, I'm starting, you know, your flesh is like, yo, you need to go get a part-time job. Like, like you shouldn't have left your, your, your job, like, yeah. like completely. You yeah. should have stayed on and done this part-time. And so all these thoughts, right? And I'm just like, hmm, because you know, as a man, you want to provide. I'm, I'm married. I have a, I have a mortgage, right? right. That, that cat eats, so I got to feed that cat. And so I was just, you know, you get that. Oh, I got, I got to provide. I got to provide. Yeah, your character so is like, coming to play, which is your fear. Which is your fear? Yeah, yeah. Because my character says you got to do it, right? Right. You have to lean on yourself. Right? And so God is teaching me is learn to lean on me. And so um, I had a moment where I was like where I noticed, like, I started complaining a little bit, right? Because that's how it came about. It starts small. I complain a little bit. I say some things that sound like worry out of my mouth. And my wife is like, are you worried? And I'm just like, nah, 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 right? Because I'm, I'm this big man of I'm this big man of faith. We took it to sleep. But nah, nah, nah. But, but then I noticed, right? Like, yo, I'm complaining a little bit. I'm a little annoyed. I'm a little flustered here. So first thing I got to do, right, is, okay, let me take this to the Lord. 
this is how I did it. God, you said I take this leap with you, right? Um, I'm not seeing any income. I'm not seeing any anything. I'm starting to worry. I have enough, like in the moment, I still had money. Like, I don't know how I still had money. I didn't, I hadn't touched my savings, but I was like, I did the math, right? Because that's what we do humanly. Let me logically try to understand my situation and how long I could last logically. And so I was like, okay, I probably got, I got to the end of this month, right? Before I have to touch my savings. If I don't make money by the end of the month, then I'm going to look for a part-time job. Hmm. That's what I told him. I was like, so if you don't want me to get a part-time job, if you want me to just completely trust you, I need I need something. I don't care how much it is. I just need some type of income to say that you're going to provide. Literally, like, not even a week later, I got a check. I think it was like like a $400 check. I don't even remember what it was for. It was just a random check. And then that's when checks just started coming in. People started giving like money, like just like out of nowhere, like insurance companies started being like, oh yeah, you, you overpaid. Here's, here's 80 bucks. Oh, here's 120 bucks. Here's 300 bucks. Oh, so um, brother or sister, I just fell from God to give you money, not knowing my situation. Yeah. People from church, not like I didn't tell people, right. I didn't want to tell people until I had the testimony. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then people like literally handing me money, like here, 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 here. And I'm just like. Dang. Um, so for the five months, didn't make any income, but fridge was always full. Like we would start going out to eat, like all the bills were paid. And if you ask me to do the math of where it came from, I could I, I could not tell you to this day where all the money came from. Wow. And we was we was balling, like we was living it up. Like and then it got deeper, right? Because what when I started the real estate thing, I did it, I went in to a team. I did it to a group of people who were doing it at a very high level, not trusting myself, right? Being like, because I'm ignorant. I don't know anything about this business. Let me go into this group and I'll make less money, but I'm going to have more volume at the end of the day because of this group. Yeah, um, They were a great group. They had lots of knowledge, but I, I, it just didn't feel right. And then so I had to take within those five months, I had to take this leap of like, I don't feel like I'm supposed to be here. I feel like I'm supposed to do this completely on my own. And then that was another step like, crap. Now I'm letting go of all the training wheels. I'm letting go yeah. of, of all the support. And when I did that, bro, that's when I, because I guess I trust God with like 90%, right? Because I, I still had a cushion of this support system right, right, of right. professionals who I could, you know, eat from. Mm. <laughs> but it wasn't working out now it's just like okay god here it is whatever. i can't whatever yeah. like at this point literally i kid you not literally the moment i i decided okay i'm gonna do this on my own you favor got, you got rich favor i didn't look i've always been rich right you know what i'm saying Come on. like i already i already got a, a mansion in heaven waiting for Let's me go. I'm, I'm already rich <laughs> it was just a matter of see that's the thing christians are already wealthy um bible says that we're a royal priesthood yeah we're we're sons of of a living god yep. right we're already rich it's just we have a poverty mindset yep. which doesn't allow us to live from that place mm. and so that's what god was tackling in my character mm -hmm. like my faith i think was was solid but my character didn't manifest my faith wow my character actually said 
yeah, you believe in almighty God, but you still have to work for it. You still have to go out of your way. You still have to do logically what everyone else does in order to acquire wealth. When the Bible says, man, there, there's a stockpile of wealth that, uh, that the wicked are, are literally accumulating for you to go grab for free. You get me? Like, like, so, so I had to, I had to learn that in my character that God, if God, you know, we preach it all the time. God provides, God provides. God. Right. There's another thing God provides and for you to know he provides and not complain or worry about it mm. because God could provide for you, but you could worry about it the whole time until it happens, right? You could complain about it the whole before the breakthrough comes. You could, and, and, and at that point, what you're doing is you're not, man, instead of like, like, you, do you know how much, how much energy it takes to worry about yeah. finances? Your clothes? Like if you're constantly worrying about what you're going to eat, what you're going to provide, like your food, your clothes, your, your living, how much energy the church wastes on that. Yeah. If we were to take that energy and use it for the kingdom, bro innovation comes creativity comes because we're no longer surviving for the basic need that god already said i will give you right he he gives the analogy of the sparrow uh he gives the analogy of like yo god uh dresses the fields of grass with lilies and he's like i tell you there's nothing more beautiful than that and he's like and in one day they rise up and one day they're gone he's like how much more will he not dress you how much more will he not provide for you if he dresses the grass? Yeah. You get if he if he feeds the sparrow that does nothing all day. Like how much more will he provide for you? So so that concept of God is going to provide for me what cuz he already knows what I need. If 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 I take that worry of what I worry about out of the equation, my mentality completely changes cuz I'm not I'm not surviving anymore. Like that's already taken care of. If if my basic needs are taken care of already, like everything else I think about is just like, it's just like going up. You mm -hmm. get me? Um, and so that was the big character thing that had a break inside of me. Um, this poverty mindset of, of having to provide. What is one thing that you can advise people or that you can share um, with people listening who are, you know, maybe thinking of taking that leap. And now that you're on the other side and, and you're seeing some of the fruits from the decision that you made, what is, what is one thing that you can advise to those people that are, are thinking about doing that? Um, be excellent at what you're doing at the moment. Do it, do it for the glory of God. Be, learn to be content. And then if God tells you to move, move. If he doesn't tell you to move, then, then stay your butt where you are. Mm. Do not leave where you are unless, like, the Lord speaks to you. You're able to process it. You're, everything's coming into alignment. Those doors open. You feel a release. You have people or a community around you that support it. You know, we all get on social media, right? And, like, you constantly hear those posts, like, yo, if people ain't supporting your dreams, you need a circle, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I think that's real worldly. Like, because if you, if you need to have a community that, that sees how you see that, that prays you know, for you, that, that, that knows the plans of God and, you know, and is able to support you and, and is able also to tell, you no, right. Hey, this isn't a good idea at the moment. And we need to be, uh, we need to know that our community, right. A Christian community. I'm not talking about, right. I'm talking about people that have the spirit of God inside of them mm -hmm. that pray, not that just go to church. Cause mm -hmm. there's, Mm, there's some, mm, you know what I'm saying? 
Lord bless them. Um, but I, I like that's why you have to be around people who have the spirit of God upon them, who who aren't jealous of you, right? Who want to see you succeed and have testimonies in their own life yeah. that you could come around and ask for wisdom and be like, here's my situation. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I feel like God is saying. What do you think? Because you need people like, like that's how you win wars. Yeah. Many advisors, Proverbs says. So, mm. um, yeah, I don't even remember what your question was, but. It was the but advice, yeah. but I think, I think you did it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Hey. Hi, Kathy. I know it's a little bit late, so uh, we're just going to go straight into it. If you could just share uh, test your testimony with taking leaps of uh, faith. Sure. I mean, um, I think that I started out smaller and gradually through my life. You know, we grow in faith by stepping out in faith. And so as I've grown, in faith, I'm able to take bigger leaps than I did before. As far as my job went, I got my PhD um, at George Washington University. And when I was transitioning, most people go in, in science, go straight into a postdoc. Um, that, that's what everyone does. Um, but I chose, um, I was very passionate about the ministry that my husband was working for. And I really wanted to spend some time and volunteer with them. So I went straight, I finished my um, dissertation defense and 10 days later we moved to England and I was volunteering at this ministry and um, people thought I was crazy because um, it's not really a great career path yeah. when you're, when you're trying to make career in science and going, um, you know, into your postdoc to take a year off to do nothing related to science at all. Um, but so we went for a year and when I came back, I really want to transition and do a postdoc in a completely different um, topic. So my PhD dealt with um, heart rate regulation, and I wanted to study Alzheimer's disease. Mm. And um, so I started trying to make a case, like I wrote letters to a bunch of people at the NIH because we needed to um, live in the D.C. area. Um, and so one of them was a really well-known Alzheimer's researcher who was very famous. Yeah. And I, wrote this, I made this really great case about systems biology, how it'd be really great. I could you know, start working in his lab, doing nothing I knew anything about. And he wrote back to me and said, what do you know? We've been looking for someone for years that specializes in cardiovascular um, neural control. So I was able to go into a lab that, w that really had no reason to hire me because they, I was exactly what they were looking for. So this was one of the first times that I really saw God provide so directly hmm. um, and open a door for me so directly where I had done something that didn't really match what um, was the rational thing to do. Um so when I, I finished my postdoc, I did five years of a postdoc, and most people transition into some kind of training, assistant professorship, um, out of a postdoc. But we had two kids by then, and I really wanted to stay home. But I, I had wanted to stay home a year before that, but we just didn't have the money. Um, yeah. My husband's an entrepreneur, so we were always like tight on our budget. But we decided, you know, we really felt like what I wanted to do was stay home. So we decided just to do it. And I knew that I could teach online one or two classes through Liberty University, but they really only guarantee one class a year that mm. you'll be able to teach. So um, we decided to do it anyway. We decided just to take the leap of faith. So I quit my job at the NIH and I started staying home and working from home and teaching classes online for Liberty. And within a month, I was contacted by um, the head of our department and they had a job opening for me. 
that um, was 20 hours a week from home online, and I got paid more than double what I got paid Sheesh. as a post. So it more than more than enough covered what we needed for our bills. Yeah. Um, it was really such God's provision. We had no idea that that was going to happen. Um, but within a month, I had that. And a few years later, I was baptized in the Spirit, and I really was feeling this pull that I wanted to start doing more ministry-related things. I wanted to lead home Bible studies. I was homeschooling my kids at the same time. Yeah. By that time, we had three kids. And I really just really wanted to, to quit my job so I could focus full-time on these ministry things I was doing. I had very little confirmation from the Holy Spirit. I was listening to a sermon one day where he was um, talking about Elisha when Elijah came and threw his mantle over him. And Elisha, you know, sacrificed his cattle and burned the plow and he went with him. And I felt like, okay, that's enough for me. I, I think God's saying it's okay. So I, I quit and I started doing all these ministry things. And we didn't really need the money at that time. It was yeah. just, I wanted to keep up something in my degree. So I, I quit and about six months later, our um, business that Willem was working with lost all of its money. Wow! So we went, it wasn't exactly the same as my other leaps of faith that we'd gone through. For me, it was a leap of job, not a leap of, you know, how God is going to provide money for me. But since then, for several years now, we've really been month to month. We didn't know where our next check was coming from. We didn't know how we were going to make money, how are we going to pay for the kids' school, how are we going to do all these things. And God has literally provided money out of nowhere wow. for us. You know, it's um, a random job comes that we didn't expect. A, um, a random uh, tax return that we didn't remember we had comes in the mail. Um, someone calls us and says, God's told me to give you money. So it's, it's been a new level of trusting God. It's not like, oh, he provided through our job. Now it's he just provides out of thin air. <laughs> so wow. it's been, but it's been, it hasn't always been easy, but it's been really awesome to see how God can provide for you and how God really is a good father and he really takes care of us. Yeah. What would you say are some signs the Holy Spirit will give us to let us know that this might not be the right decision? I think that if it feels rushed, number one, if you're being pressed to make a decision, you know, the Holy Spirit is not going to push you into a corner and rush it. Like a lot of times rush decisions, like I have to decide by tomorrow, so I better do it right now. The Holy Spirit is more than capable of giving you extra time if you need it. Um, if there's pressure and you say no, and it was the right thing, then the opportunity will come back around. I think for me, I've noticed that if I feel pressured, I almost want to just back up and not do it at all. Right. Um, because if someone's pushing me to make a decision um, and I don't have a piece about it, then I probably won't. I probably won't do it. And, and I think, and that's, and I just said another one is if you don't have peace about it, if you just feel like something's wrong, waiting is never a bad idea. I mean, the Holy Spirit can give you plenty of room. You don't have to push decisions with him. You don't have to rush things. And if you don't have a peace, I would not, I would not go forward. Another big one is if it contrasts biblical sound advice, I wouldn't do it. I mean, the, the Holy Spirit is never going to contradict himself. And so if it goes directly against something that is wisdom in the Bible, then it's probably not the Holy Spirit leading you to do it. Mm. Could you give me an example of, of one thing that, not to put you on the spot, but that could, contra okay, <laughs> that could contradict <laughs> what the word says? Um, 
if it's, I think one thing could be if, um, if it's causing you to make really bad financial decisions, hmm. you know, we're supposed to be good stewards of what God's given us. And if you're having to put tons of money on like your credit card, then maybe it's not a good decision. The Holy Spirit can provide for things. I know Willem and I have made that mistake in the past that we've yeah. done things thinking, well, we're just going to put it on a credit card and we're going to go forward. And looking back at some of those situations, I think, well, what if we hadn't put it on our credit card? I think the Holy Spirit would have provided it from a different, from a different source. Yeah. So things like that, if you're not being a good steward of your money, if you're having to break your word. So like when I was leaving um, my job at Liberty University, I really didn't want to break my word. I had a contract that went until July, but I wanted to leave in April. Yeah. And so I didn't just quit. I actually said, will you please release me from my contract? Um, I feel like the Holy Spirit's leading me to something else. I'd like to be released from my contract. And so they actually asked me to stay on an extra month so they could transition out, but they did allow me to. And so if you're having to dishonor people or dishonor your word, um, you know, the Bible says uh, um, the righteous man keeps his word even when it hurts. Yeah. So I think that those kinds of things, if those are things, they're signs that it's probably not a good decision, hmm. that that's not the Holy Spirit leading you because he's not going to lead you to dishonor people or to do things that aren't loving. Let's say we make a wrong decision, right? There's, there's always that fear of like, I don't know if this is the right thing. And um, throughout this entire podcast, there, there's been a theme of, um, you know, nobody really knows. And, and that's why it's faith, right? Because you have Literally. to trust God. So could you just speak on, um, on the fact that God will still, you know, uh, show up, even if there is a mistake you had said, uh, you had told me, uh, something about, you know, God giving you room to also learn. Could you just speak on that? God gives a lot of room for mistakes. There's no mistake that he can't fix. There's no um, wrong direction that we've gone that he can't steer us back. Hmm. So stepping out in faith, even if we step out in faith and it's a mistake, we still get credit because it's our faith. We stepped out in faith. You know, Abraham's righteousness was credited to him because of his faith. Faith counts for a lot with hmm. God. Faith is, faith is really big with him. And so he loves it when we step out on faith, even if we make a mistake, you know, like something that isn't so dangerous, like you think you think you have a word for someone and you give it to them. Maybe you're wrong, but mm -hmm. you're still growing in faith because you're learning that was not, now you know what a wrong prophetic word feels like. You see? So you're you're learning and your faith is growing even when you make mistakes. Yeah. Um, so God always has room when you're when you're trying to live by faith, God always has room. He always has grace for us, He always has mercy. And he's always going to catch you. He's not going to like let you fall. Like my kids, they have lots of ideas of things they want to do. And a lot of times I know it's not going to work, but I still let them. And I'm there to help them when it didn't work. Yeah. You know, and God is much the same way with us. He's, he's not going to just let you fall apart because you're still trusting in him. You know, we're mm -hmm. not putting our faith in the next step we're taking. We're putting our faith in God. You know, the, the steps we take, we're not taking our, we're not putting our faith in the fact that we've calculated everything correctly. And we know it's going to work. Right. We, we're putting our faith in the fact that God is with us and he is the one that's our security as we're going forward. Wow. What, what will be a final advice that you can give to everybody um, about taking that step forward that you've learned from your journey? 
I have learned that if God's in it, you should do it. You know, God, God leads us many different ways and you don't learn some of those ways you don't learn unless you actually step out and do it. You know, some very direct ways are through the Bible. Like he'll highlight a verse to you. You get a word from someone that confirms something he's put in you, but sometimes God leads us by our desires. You know, we, we, our spirit becomes one with the Holy spirit when we're saved. So our spirit is renewed and we have the mind of Christ. So often we have desires that we have because he put them in us, Mm. but you don't sometimes know until you start stepping out, you know, those things that keep coming back that you really, that really are on your heart. You know, like you go to a place and you have a burden and six months later, it's still there. (laughs) You can't stop thinking about it. You know, those kinds of things are signs that, that you can step out. Like you don't need necessarily a direct word from God. He's put the desire in your heart. But sometimes you don't actually know until you start walking in it. And the more you walk in it, the more you grow in faith. And so you you grow, it's really from glory to glory. The more you go, the more confidence you have that you heard God correctly, that you know. And you only grow in faith as you go forward in faith. And if God's leading you there, he's going to provide for it. Maybe Maybe it doesn't come beforehand. Maybe it's going to come after. Right. But you only learn those things as you go. Um, I think I told you before, um, my husband and I, we were leading a um, fellowship at our house, a yeah. monthly fellowship, and we had, um, we knew that it was from the Lord. We knew that we were supposed to keep doing it, but we were really just out of money. But um, really by faith, we still had, we, I think we had miscalculated how much was in the bank or a check came off by accident. We didn't know it was going to come off. And we ended up the night of the event and we were $150 minus in the bank. We were like in the red. But we just were like, okay, we're just going to, we already had the food. We're going to go ahead. We're going to do everything. And the couple that we're friends with that were going to minister with us that night got to our house and they gave us a check for $500. And they said, the Holy Spirit said to give this to you. And they had no idea that we were in the red and that we were completely out of money really by accident. So, I mean, it's just, it's been things like that over and over again. The Holy Spirit has shown up and he has provided for us in ways that we didn't even, we didn't even imagine. We had no idea that the money was going to come from where it came from or the provision was going to come but he always it where god leads you he's going to provide for um, those things that he's leading you into all right so just to recap now this is in no particular order um i just took some notes and i hope you took notes as well but just to recap here's some important points from these three interviews that that i picked up and i would love to know what are the points that you picked up so definitely share with me at the wandering sun um, on facebook and instagram and on youtube wherever you can reach me i want to know what points stood out to you so the points that i got the first one that i wrote down was if Leaving your current position dishonors your commitments or an agreement that you previously have. Don't leave. Communicate with your leaders, ask to be released, and allow Holy Spirit to open the doors for you to leave in peace. The second point that I wrote down was, don't be afraid. Third point, if the dreams, visions, ideas that you have are big, you'll have the need to depend on God, and you should. If the dreams, visions, ideas that you have are small enough that you can easily handle because you know exactly what to do, it's not really a leap of faith. If you could do it, if it's not a problem, if there's no risk in it, it doesn't require faith. 
Okay? Just think about that. Fourth point is don't worry. Place all that energy into what you need to do and trust God. Fifth point, be excellent at what you're currently doing. Do it for the glory of God and be content. If then you feel God has placed something in your heart, move. If he hasn't, don't move. Stay there and wait on the Holy Spirit. All right. Now, the next point is if the decision feels rushed, if you're being pressured, allow God to give you room so you can make the decision with peace. You have to feel at peace when making these uh, leaps of faith. You can't do them rushing. You can't do them if, if it doesn't feel right. You know, you have to feel the peace of God in you to be able to go and do it. It doesn't mean that you're going to know what's going to happen. It doesn't mean that it makes sense. It just means you feel peace. Next point is God gives rooms for mistakes. It's okay if you make a mistake. It's okay if you've already taken that leap and it was a mistake. God gives room for mistakes. The, the last point is if God is in it, do it. If he's leading you to make this leap, he'll provide. Okay? That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I, I thought these three interviews were, were perfect in the sense that they just went together. Everything, everything matched. And, you know, that's, that's, that's Holy Spirit. That's God. God doesn't change. We change. The people change. The ideas change. The leaps of faith are different. But God doesn't change. God is faithful. Okay? So, if you're thinking about taking that leap of faith, play this episode back. I promise you, God will speak to you. It will make sense to you. And then, when you have that answer go for it okay now i'm gonna go for it and uh i'll see you guys on the other side all right <laughs> so, i kind of started listening to this podcast like late quarantine basically to like take up some time but i'm so glad i did because i feel like it's really just shown me like the importance of being vulnerable with god and wow. even like vulnerable like with other people speaking god and yeah, and I really liked one of my favorite podcasts that you did was with Manny Wells, like how he was seeing like all these different like ways to see Jesus, like and how he yeah. was like people despite being like, like he said, like a businessman and all this stuff. I was like, wow, that is so true. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just relate so much to this podcast and I love listening in. Wow. <laughs>